Good morning. Good morning. Grace and peace from God our Creator and the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. It is so good to see you, and I'm so thankful for all the support that you have been giving me and my family over the last couple of weeks. Your prayers and your words and your, your virtual and real hugs have meant the world to us. We thank you very much. And Corky is here to lead us through this morning's announcements. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. At least it's a nice crisp day with nothing falling from the sky. <laughs> um, I have an announcement here from the United Methodist Women. They are putting together Valentine bags for the children at the shelter. There is a sign-up sheet in Fellowship Hall if you can contribute something. Please bring the items to the church by next Sunday, the 11th. If you have any questions, you may contact Jerry Taylor or Betty Peterson. And thank you all in advance for your help. And just a reminder, we do have coffee and after church in the back. So please join us for that. Yes, ma'am. And uh, as I mentioned in the uh, newsletter this week, I want to thank a, a special shout out uh, to a few people, actually. Bob Moore, who has given us a, a new kitchen sink where you don't have to push the levers back until they break in order to turn off the water. And very cool faucet pointer as well. Uh, and our care lawn is up and operational, and we timed it for in addition to noon and six on weekdays and before service on Sundays, we're timing it to be uh, turning on to the kids as they're going into school and leaving school. So we're hopeful that that will be a good experience for them as well. And I also want to thank um, Daryl and Patty, who were in here during the week. You may not notice it, but there is a level of grime that no longer exists in this place. Top to bottom, they have cleaned it. And it just feels, you can, if you feel that extra shine here today, it's because of their love for this place, and we thank them very much. Would you pray with me, please? Gracious, loving God, we thank you for the joy, the healing, and the hope of your living word that has been proclaimed to us. And now, in our hearts, and in our minds, and in our flesh, we seek its further revelation. And so may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto thee, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer, either through us or in spite of us. Speak to us, thy people, we pray. Amen. Oh, it's good to be back, and it's great to be with 
my faith family again, as we grow in God's grace. We're a church that tries to be a family of faith, which isn't the easiest thing to do. Families take commitment. Families will have their differences. Families will have members who don't always follow the program, or who see things differently than the rest of the family. As I supported my wife through the burials of both her parents these past two weeks, I got a reminder from Junan's huge extended family just how true this can be. Relatives from mostly Italian and Irish families who grew up on the south end of Boston, they all had their own view of the world and where they fit into it. It takes a lot to hold a family together, even for one family from one place. Amen? It's hard for families to scale. Researchers who look at ancient, ancient civilizations, they've seen a pattern. Most tribes of early humans, thousands of years ago, rarely grew beyond 150 people. And this pattern seems to stick, because beyond that size, people don't have a strong sense of being a blood relative of people around them one way or another. And it wasn't until new ways of doing things came along, like writing, money, storing food, that human civilization began to scale beyond the small tribes of humans who banded together for those thousands of years. And now, the idea of a global scale seems to dominate almost everything that we do. Like it or not, we are a family-scaled church in a world that's scaled way beyond the size of a typical family. Mom-and-pop stores, like Evie had and others, not too many of those left, right? And we're grateful for the ones that remain. So it can be with churches, too. There are large churches in many places, and they may have their own advantages, but they will always lack the touch of people in a community who make that community more like a Christian family than just a place to live. Being like a big family in the image of Christ matters. Our God is known as Father, Son, and Spirit, and we're known as Christ's brothers and sisters, and children of God. So to be like Christ is to be like God's image of a perfect, extended family. But what's a perfect family in the imperfect world that we live in? And how do we grow in it? You know, it's not easy to grow a family in the world of fast food and fast faith, to offer people the slow, deliberate approach to faith that offers the deepest and longest-lasting approach to Christian living that God offered to us in Jesus. And we're challenged by our faith to spread the good news of Jesus Christ in word and deed everywhere. In today's reading from Mark's Gospel, we can see that Jesus offers us another way to grow the church that's different from our modern ideas of scaling things. We can see in today's reading from Mark that Jesus starts out his ministries family-sized. He goes into the house of Simon, who Jesus would later name Peter, the first leader of Jesus' disciples. And Simon's mother was sick with a fever. Jesus came to her home to heal her. And as soon as the fever left Simon's mother, 
she got up and began to serve Jesus. Jesus, not even a relative of Simon, began to get treated by Simon's mother like he was right at home, one of their own family. Faith always starts like that. It's with how we treat our loved ones in everyday living. And if we don't walk the talk of Jesus with our own relatives and our friends who we should treat like relatives, we're going to have a hard time doing it with the others around us. Amen? So the word got out about Jesus' miracles very quickly. And before you know it, people were coming from all over to be healed by Jesus. And Jesus welcomed them all in and invited as many as he could for the family touch of God's healing. Now, did all of these people become disciples of Jesus? I doubt it. Most had really desperate needs that they wanted Jesus to touch. And they were glad to be touched by his healing hands. Could all the disciples of Jesus teach every one of these people how to become disciples? In a perfect world, maybe, but probably not. So we see in Mark's Gospel that Jesus had to think about what had just happened. He went off to a quiet place to pray for a while. And when he came back, he told his disciples that he had decided to take a new approach to his ministries. He wanted to take another way to spread the good news of God's kingdom on earth. He wanted to spread the good news in other towns instead of having everybody come to him. Because, as he put it, that is what I'm meant to do. It was probably the most important turning point in Jesus' ministries. It was one thing to be a local hero amongst your family, a local healer and preacher who people could visit from all around to get what they wanted, healing and hope. But it would be a very different thing to create a system of local heroes around the world a system of family bonds with God in the image of Christ that could conquer the world for God's kingdom. Making a perfect family of God in one place, that would never do for Jesus. And Jesus knew that none of us would ever be perfect more than fleeting moments in our lives. And our families of faith would be no more perfect no matter how long we were in one place with him. Jesus was to offer as many people as possible, the perfect image of God in Christ, and to help those people spread the family of God in Christ, one person, one group, one community at a time. In 1953, two brothers, Richard and Maurice McDonald, reopened their renovated hamburger stand in Monrovia, California. Like Jesus, they had a system in mind, a better system, they thought, to make good family food available for everyday people. And like Jesus in Mark's Gospel, they thought that they could spread their other way of doing things for others. The few franchises that they set up, they did okay, but the franchises didn't follow the McDonald Brothers' formula for success. They, they struggled and eventually those original McDonald franchises, they closed. And it wasn't until Ray Kroc, a milkshake machine salesman, brought, bought the rights to McDonald's franchise to make a nationwide change, chain that their franchising took off. 
But by then, it wasn't the family restaurant that the McDonald brothers had started up. It was huge. It was popular. Just like Jesus was popular in Simon's hometown, but it was different. It wasn't really a restaurant that was a family restaurant that gave back to the communities that they set up business in, the way that a family-owned restaurant should give back. They took more than they gave. In the months and years ahead, I think that you can expect this church to grow. It won't be because of me, believe me. It will be because we'll work together to create a strong system of faith development based on our powerful Methodist traditions that will spread from one family to another, from one changing life to another, until we are touching more lives than ever, ever, for Christ than we've ever done before. There'll be plenty of other churches trying to do the same, to be sure. And there'll be some who may doubt that we are the real deal. Real Christians who are trying to bring God's love into a real and trustworthy way to everyone in our community and beyond. And that's okay. Because as Jesus taught us, the way to build and spread faith is not about churning out Christians like hamburgers. And it's not about making people exactly the way that we want them to be in just a few places. In real Christianity, there's no packaging, no artificial ingredients and preservatives. Real Christianity is served up family style, sometimes with a mess, sometimes with a reach across the table, often with new friends around the table who become like family, and always with an invitation from God to spread God's family love everywhere, to make new families, often in places where we've never been before. And in each place that we touch through our faith in Jesus Christ, we'll offer the world more than we received. And we'll receive in Christ more than we offer. We'll become God's family first and foremost together, a day at a time. There is another way to grow a church, and it's the United Methodist way, a way that connects us to the global community of faith that grows churches the old-fashioned way, one community, one group, one complicated, extended, multicultural family at a time. Until we're all connected in the trust and love and healing and hope, it's a world becoming like God's family. Disciples learning how to make disciples for generations to come. Jesus showed us that there is another way. Let's make this church a vibrant church, a community of faith that's getting ready to grow faith in families in the Methodist tradition here and everywhere in the way of Christ. Amen. It's time now for the prayers of people when we lift up our joys and concerns for people in the community and the world. We pray for Chris Harvey, Debbie's cousin, who passed away at a very young age. And we were with her family as they mourned his passing. 
Uh, we pray for Janet H., who's undergoing cancer treatment. We pray for Erlene Ackerman as she transitions into assisted living. We pray for Ruth Hunter for the loss of her husband, Alan, and her only child, Beth. That's a hard one. Do we have any other prayers that people would like to lift up today? I'd like to uh, lift up the families in Guilford, Connecticut, who are grieving the loss of a young man who was shot through prey accidentally in the home. And a reminder that these acts of violence can happen anywhere, in any family, at any time. So we grieve with them and grieve with the nation that seeks healing and hope. Would you pray with me, please? Loving, healing, transforming God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you for the gift of life, the gift of love, and all the gifts of healing that you promise us through faith. We need them, O oh Lord. We need them to lift us up when our hearts are wounded, when we've experienced loss, and we turn to you when we come out of the clouds of darkness into the light of your joy. Let us remember always that in darkness and in light you are with us, and our sense of darkness is far from the truth of your everlasting presence. Lift us up on your wings today, O Lord, as the prophet has promised. Help us to soar above our concerns, to see far beyond them into the possibilities that you prepared us, and to rejoice in the moment that you have given us, soaring on the wings of faith and feeling your presence here. Guide us as a community, as we seek broader paths of mission into our local community and into the world. Be with all the people of this church who have been so faithful in building it up through the years, and help us as we invite new generations and new people to discover authentic faith. These things we pray for in the blessed name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we turn to our bulletin, oh, pardon me, time for offerings of grace. And we do have a generous God, God that has given us everything that we're in right at this very moment, including our hearts. And so we pray that you'll give from your hearts as we receive our tithes and offerings. And a joyful song which we invite you to join into.
Amen. Amen. Shine it out, folks. And we're going to shine it out this week with our charge to keep. These are our special words that remind us that we came here for a reason, and we're going with a reason. This is our reason. Let us say it together. Jesus led his faith family into the world to make the world one family in faith. Let's find every way possible to build that family here and everywhere. Now may the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord shine God's face upon us and be gracious even unto us. May the Lord lift up God's countenance upon us and grant us peace now and forever. And may the people of God say with enthusiasm that will make people startled, Amen. Amen.